Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. The last episode I shared with you, I was away on my 34th birthday week and I am back. So recording this back in the office right now, post an incredible week off. It was so, so beautiful. We spent a lot of time out in nature, lots of walking, eating and drinking. We took our camper trailer away and just had such a nice time. I, um, we were reflecting when we were driving back in the car and we sort of felt like it was one of those weeks where we were always doing something. Like we had things on consistently in our days, but it was always really relaxing things like, you know, we'd go for a walk and then we'd go for lunch and then we'd go for another walk or, you know, whatever else. And it was really great because I wasn't on tech at all, basically for the whole week. And I just felt like I got so much white space to be able to think and generate new ideas and, when you go for those time periods away, and I see this so often with clients as well, we often come back and it's like, oh, I've had this big download or this thing that's come up. And for me, what really came out of last week was just a real solidification of the direction of the business, of what we're doing. And I shared with my coach that I feel like the season I'm in in business at the moment is that there's that feeling of having deeply arrived in the business that I want to be in. And everything that's happening at the moment is just such a refinement. It's like I can see all the BS that swirls in the online space and all the things that are just such a distraction and all the things that don't really matter. And it's this really freeing feeling of being like, oh, I know what matters. I know what I need to focus on. I know what I don't need to focus on. And it just feels like a really, really beautiful season to be in to know, okay, these are the things that I need to prioritize to refine the brand, to keep, you know, making sure that everything that we do maintains our level of consistency and the incredible level of clients that we call in and all these things. And so it just felt like a really incredible spot to be in, to come back and go, you know, our next level of business doesn't come from oh my gosh, I'm missing this thing or there's a secret that I don't know and any of those things, I feel like we're in a season that's really beyond that now to play in. Instead, it's more of a, we just get to refine what is, which is really fun and really, really grounding. So it feels like a great week to be coming back into the business post that time away. 
So we have a whole lot coming in the last quarter of 2024. So that week off was just beautifully timed to give me the opportunity to really step back in and very clearly execute on what we're executing on for the rest of the year. So just to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes on that before I dive into the episode, we are launching the mastermind model again, which if you listened to last week's episode, you would know because I shared about the wait list that's coming for that. And I'll reference that again in this episode. There's a couple of reasons why I'm launching the mastermind model again this year. The first, just to give you some of the behind the scenes information, is that I really want to create an asset of a webinar that we can use on Evergreen so that we have the option for the Mastermind model to both live launch it and have it on Evergreen. So I really want to have those assets established and to establish those assets, the best thing to do is go through a live launch process to set them up. So that's something that we're doing. And the second reason is that, you know, I know I've shared this in the past, but I was so blown away by the feedback and the love for the Mastermind model when it was launched. It is, there's nothing else like it in the market. And I don't say that as a marketer to try and really cement, you know, there's nothing else like it. I say that as, as a very genuine comment of there is literally no other program out there in the market like this one. And every single week I have people in my DMs, when are you launching this again? When will this be available again? When can I access it? And that combined with such incredible feedback, I knew that I wanted to share it again this year. So it's going to be the perfect thing to really set you up for next year if you're looking at refining your existing mastermind or you know, running any kind of group programs next year. It's just going to support so much. So I always think about Q4 as an opportunity to really go all in in your business, both for cash flow right now to see you through the sometimes quieter December, January period. So I'd really recommend setting up for that time, Um, but also to give you the opportunity to lay the groundwork for what's to come in the next calendar year, because I imagine that right now you're really starting to think about what you want 2024 to look like. Obviously, you don't need to have mapped that out in any way, um, but I imagine you're starting to think about that somewhat. So that's what's coming for us. It's going to be incredible. We are running some ads to our playbook, the playbook that uh, I shared earlier this year, which is all about the incredible half a million dollar launch that I ran about a year and a half or two years ago now and how I did that process. Uh, So we're running ads to that at the moment and we have an incredible funnel that's working really well at this point. So I'm really, really excited for an amazing webinar, which I'll share a little bit more about when we officially launch that in a couple of weeks time and then a really fun, incredible cut open period. So that's a little bit about the background of that. The other thing that we have in the business, which is my core priority in terms of delivery at the moment, is that 
we are closing out our current rounds of Swift Mind and Six Figure Circle. And Six Figure Circle is now being referred to as Swift Mind Scaled. So we have updated the branding, the name for that. And Swift Mind Scaled next round starts next week. So we're closing uh, the current round this week, starting the next round next week. And we are closing the current round of Swift Mind, the final round ever of Swift Mind next week. So I've got a lot of closing and starting energy going on at the moment, uh, which is always really important for us in the business to make sure that we are honoring the integrity of the space massively, honoring our clients in closing out our spaces really well and starting the new rounds uh, really well as well. So it'll be the last time that we run SwiftMind Scaled which is my mastermind for if you're scaling to multi-six and seven figures. So it's the last time we're running that in rounds. This next round, we will be moving more into a model where it's a rolling mastermind model. And I will invite people from the wait list to join that program. Um, So if you're not on the wait list for that, make sure that you jump on it in the link to that's in the show notes so that you will always find, find out if a spot becomes available. We did not share to the wait list for this last round about any spots available. And that's because we had such a high retention rate that I didn't have the opportunity or the availability to share that, which is amazing, feels like a really incredible business achievement. But also for you, I'm really mindful that if you want to be coached by me, it means you need to be on those wait lists or that wait list in particular moving forward. Okay, so that's a little bit of an overview of everything that's happening in the business and in life at the moment. And then generally, I'm just so excited for this spring weather and coming into summer, I'm really looking forward to a summer at home and we're doing a whole bunch of, well, we weren't planning on landscaping our house (laughs) this year, but we've had to just knock down our fence. And so we're doing a bunch of landscaping without planning on doing a bunch of landscaping, which um, we're leaning into the process. We're not gardeners. We don't love gardening, but who knows? That could change. We're leaning into the process right now. All right. That's a that's a big update, a big 10-minute update. So I'm going to dive into the episode now. I really wanted to record an episode where I take you through the key things that I spend time on as CEO of a mastermind business. So what I find is that, you know, if you're building a business for freedom, which I know the majority of you listening to this podcast are, you know, your coaches, creatives, and consultants who are prioritized on delivering incredible work, but building something that you can scale so that you get an element of time, financial, or both freedom in your life for whatever that looks like for you. And so what I find when you're building this type of business model is that it's so important that you're really mindful about where you spend your time, because as we desire to generate more freedom in our business, we ultimately look at where we're spending our time and where we can spend less time. But what I find is that often people will kind of take this too far one way or another in that they might go, you know what, I'm going to spend way less time across the board in the business because that's the point as I scale. And then they don't actually end up spending the time that's required on the most important things that actually retain your clients and make your business continue to operate successfully year on year. 
or they spend too much time in things that matter far less. And so I wanted to share with you what I find works really well for me at this point in four years of running masterminds where I spend the majority of my time and where I don't spend my time so that you can really get a sense of what's going to support you best. So I've got four places that I do spend a lot of time and I'm going to share those with you now and then I'll take you into three things that I don't spend my time on at all. So the four places that I spend my time, the first is module content. So when I'm creating content for my programs, I don't half-ass that shit. (laughs) Like I don't half-ass my content for my modules. When it comes to posting on socials, obviously, because we're all posting consistently, we're getting really used to posting content in a way where we're doing it quickly. We're doing, you know, B-roll reels on the fly. And there's very much that energy of like, we've got to keep pumping it out. And so it can sometimes feel like you're sort of posting something that's like 60% good enough. And, you know, that's fine. Like there's a time and a place for that. There's not when it comes to module content. So the content that you're sharing and delivering within your programs needs to be world-class if you want to create an experience that people keep signing up to. So I don't half-ass my module content. I make sure my content is good. And that means that I spend time on it. You know, it might take me a day or half a day to create a really great new video for my mastermind content. And that's totally okay. So I'm always looking at, you know, how can I refine and upgrade my content in a way that's really going to support my clients. And so that means that I'm always looking at content that is more legacy content. So less about quick updates based on trends and more about content that's really going to stand the test of time when it comes to strategy and marketing. And I take the time to film or record, voice record content that's really going to support my clients. The next thing that I spend a lot of time on is coaching. So I spend about one to two hours in Slack per day coaching my clients alongside my team. And this is truly the best time that I spend in my business. Helping build other businesses is the thing that builds my own. You know, I saw a post recently about somebody saying, I'm not going to spend more time building other businesses than I do my own. And while I agree with that statement on face value, I also really think that this industry can often take it too far the other way. So for me as a business coach, my entire job is helping people build their businesses. And I take that role really, really seriously. So for me, Obviously, I'm always going to spend the majority of time on the business at this point in my business, but I still spend a lot of time in my day in my business because I know that if I get that percentage right of time in my business, that is actually going to help me save so much time working on the business because delivery is the thing that does 80% of my marketing for me at this point. That's the thing that supports people to continue working with me. That's the thing that encourages people to refer me to other people. And so 
that time that I spend coaching my clients with my clients, having FaceTime with my clients is such a priority for me. And I know, again, from the four years running these masterminds, having an 80% retention rate and also hearing about so many people's experiences in bigger masterminds, having my own experience in you know, a bigger mastermind with leaders who totally tap out at that point, that that's not the type of mastermind that is going to support you to run a business where you have an amazing reputation in your industry as somebody who shows up for your masterminds. Like you need to be in your mastermind to have a mastermind that is best practice, that people want to be in consistently. You can't tap out of these completely. And that's so awesome because if you know that, it means that you know that you spend that bit of time in your mastermind and you get to create the freedom business that you want. Like you get to have both. But again, we often tend to take things to the extreme where we go, you know what, I'm going to completely tap out. I'm going to hand everything over to my support coaches. And in doing so, I've got all the freedom that I want, but it just doesn't work that way. You actually get more of what you want when you still spend that time showing up in your business. And so that time for me is, as I mentioned, some of the best time that I spend in my business. I wanted to interrupt this episode for just a moment to let you know something really exciting. In October of this year, I'm opening the doors again to the Mastermind Model, my program that helps you create, sell, and deliver a valuable and scalable mastermind the right way. I'm letting you know about this now because I know how useful it can be to plan for programs you really want to do. And with results like adding an extra multi-six figures in revenue and a 45K first mastermind launch, this is a program you don't want to miss out on. I'll be offering a bonus audio of how I sold and rebranded my latest mastermind, SwiftMind Scaled, for anyone who joins the waitlist and purchases the mastermind model. So if you want access to that, make sure you're signed up to elliswift.com forward slash mastermind model waitlist. The third thing that I spend time on is bespoke strategy. So again, this is really relevant to my area of expertise, but something that is a really clear differentiation point for us as a business is that we support our clients with bespoke strategy. So for example, in SwiftMind Scaled, we have clients who have an agency model, who have a mastermind model, who have an agency model. We have clients who have a scaled one-to-one model. We have clients who have mastermind models. The clients that I work with do not all have the same business models, the exact same way in which they run their business, the exact same ideal client. And because of that, that means that I offer and support and my support coaches offer and support bespoke strategy. We really help our clients to build a business that is bespoke to them, that is going to support them. So, you know, I spend that time with my clients providing them with personalized recommendations. And I think quite often when people come into a mastermind working with us, they might say things like, oh, do you have a piece of content on this? Or can you direct me to something around this? And oftentimes I'll say, well, no, because actually like that's going to be really specific to you. And so here's my specific recommendation for you and your business. And they're surprised by that. So like, oh, I thought you'd just direct me to some sort of like piece of content that I had to then watch 
for 90 minutes and then decipher what it looks like for me. But we don't do that in our masterminds. We specifically help our clients with really bespoke recommendations, knowing that that's the thing that they need at the level of business that they're at. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why our clients come back to us time and time again, and the reason why they refer us and the reason why we sell out our masterminds without even being able to send an email to our wait list. So that bespoke strategy is something that I very much spend time on and is something where for my model of business, it's the reason why people continue coming back to us. The last piece here that I spend time on is program or like product refinement and feedback. So this is something where I spend, I would say when I spend time on it, it's more of that my blue sky thinking time is spent on asking myself the question of, you know, what's really working or is there anything that's not currently working in the mastermind that we can refine, upgrade, update? I spend a lot of time thinking about that. That doesn't mean that I change things weekly, monthly, even every single round, but it does mean that I'm consistently looking at what are the micro improvements that we can make that are going to support our client's experience to get better results and have the best possible client experience within our masterminds. So by giving myself that opportunity to really lean into that, to lean into feedback, to lean into those micro upgrades, it means that I'm consistently looking at product improvement. So what I don't do is I I think about this in a really circular way. Like there's always going to be updates. There's always going to be refinements. It's not a linear process where at some point in the business, I get to the point where I go, right, I've done it. (laughs) You know, we're there. We've got this, this incredible business where there's no other changes that need to be made. We've got this incredible mastermind where there's no other changes that need to be made. That is not the reality. That's not what's going to happen. What happens is that we get to this point in the business where we're constantly like the the product itself works well. The product itself is generating consistent clients and we're always looking at making micro refinements based on macro industry changes or, you know, different changes within marketing and strategy or different changes to consumer needs and desires and how people are consuming content. So by always thinking in that way, it means that I'm making sure that I'm always on, say, like the cutting edge of making changes within the business. So to give you an example of this, something that we did about 18 months ago was we moved everything across to Slack and it's quite blow my mind how many people have done this since. (laughs) Slack's become very popular, um, but we really created this way of working with clients in Slack for masterminds that works so, so well. And it's been such a compliment to see so many people come across to Slack since because they've seen, you know, through our mastermind, how powerful it is and how well it works. And I know that so many people have have taken and run with, with that approach since. So that's an example of how I moved to Slack quite literally a week after I found out that they were now doing voice recording. A girlfriend that I was in a mastermind with tipped me off on that one shout out to you, Corey. Um, She was like, hey, have you seen Slack's now doing voice recording? You can read the transcript, you can double speed it. And I was like, okay, 
this this needs to be the thing that we do next. So it's those types of changes and tweaks that I'm always looking to make. And I do them in a way where I take my time with it. You know, I'm, I'm never doing it in a way where it's like, okay, we're going to make this change really, really quickly. And it's a rash decision. It's always a considered decision for the long-term health of the mastermind. I don't want to be changing something and changing it back because my clients are just going to get whiplash. I want it to always be a really considered decision. Okay, so they're the things that I do spend my time on in the business, and you can hear from the way that I'm speaking about them, why I prioritize them, why they're really important. Now let's talk about the things that I don't spend time on in the business. Three things specifically that I don't spend time on. Okay, so the first thing that I don't spend time on is any kind of administration within the masterminds. I don't spend time on weekly emails. And I'll tell you why in a second, this isn't as cut and dry as it sounds. I don't spend time on weekly emails. I don't spend time on, you know, like system-based communication. I don't spend time on wondering about what content's going out when, or what information's being communicated when. I don't spend any of my thinking time or my doing time on any of that. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't get done. That's actually a really, really important part of running a mastermind. But here is why I don't spend my time on it. One, because we have established systems that support our clients so well across every single system process that we have. And this is something that we teach so much in the mastermind model, like how you can create a best practice mastermind with this level of systems and processes. So, It's something where I don't think twice about what we have next in the mastermind, what's coming up, what we need to communicate with our clients, because it's all systemized. And in addition to that, it's led by my business manager, Niv, who has that down. So it means that as CEO, I get to spend my time, energy on the things that I need to focus on. And I don't spend any of my time on any of those systems or any of those processes that are around the general communication of the mastermind itself. That's just not where my time is needed. The second thing that I don't spend time on is micromanaging my support coaches. So when I hired Niv and Taryn, and we've had incredible Amelia, who's also come through. Um, but when I've when I've hired my support coaches across my masterminds, something that has been so, so important is that I've ensured that I wasn't going to spend my time micromanaging my support coaches. I've brought them into a role where I'm providing them with a certain level of responsibility and a desire for them to serve my clients. And that means that I need to trust them to do that. If I am second guessing their strategic recommendations, then what that does is that plants doubt for them and they're not going to trust themselves in their role and they're going to want to check everything past me and they're not going to be in the leadership position that's required as a support coach. So I don't spend time micromanaging and 99% of the time, my support coaches make recommendations that I would make. And that's because the training has been like very key. They also are 
team members who have come through and know the Swift marketing method inside out. They are clients. They know exactly the recommendations, the type of recommendations that we share in this business. We have the same business values. There will be 1% of the time where we have differing recommendations, but that doesn't mean those recommendations are wrong. It just means they might be different, the ones that I would make in that moment. And I get to trust that those recommendations are actually the ones that my client needed to hear at that time. So I don't spend any of my time micromanaging my support coaches. That said, I'm there for them if there's something that they want more support around, if there's a muscle that they want to flex a little more, if there's something that they don't feel as confident in, you know, I'm there to provide the extra training or support or guidance that they might need around that, but I'm not micromanaging my support coaches at all. And then the third and last thing that I don't spend any time on is worrying if my clients are having a good experience, worrying if my clients are getting everything that they need, worrying whether my clients are feeling good about business, are supported in their business, any of those like concerns about the space. There's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, that type of worrying or that type of mindset just is not going to support anything energetically. It's not going to support the way that I show up. It's not going to support the container. It's not going to support anything. Secondly, we again have processes in place to support this. So we send out feedback check-ins to check in that our clients are supported, to check in that they're getting everything that they need. And if there's anything that is not communicated or they're feeling like they're not receiving something that they need to, then that will be communicated back and we've got the opportunity to rectify that. So it's a combination of systems and also a really strong mindset that support me with knowing that my time is just so not worth spending in worrying about our experience in any way. And so I just don't go there. I just don't allow my brain (laughs) to tell itself any stories that are not true about the experiences that my clients might be having. Okay, so that's the start to end. So just to do a really quick summary, the four key places that I spend my time as a CEO of a mastermind coaching business is module content, coaching, bespoke strategy, and program refinement. And the three key areas that I don't spend my time is in weekly admin, micromanaging my support coaches, and worrying if my clients are having a good experience. So again, I really hope that this episode's supported you to see if you're running your mastermind right right now, maybe some ways that you might be able to refine it in terms of where you spend your time, or if you're considering creating a mastermind, what you can do there or where you can go into that mastermind experience, setting it up, establishing it really well from the start. I have loved this episode with you. It's so good to be back for this last quarter of the year. Like I mentioned, there's so many fun things happening. So thank you so much for being here. There's a lot of good stuff coming. I cannot wait. As always, if you have loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could go ahead and hit the subscribe button. My promise to you is that I will always continue sharing valuable content, content with the desire to help you grow and scale 
your business to support you as a coach, creative or consultant CEO. And so my one request in return when it comes to this podcast is that you hit the subscribe button, that you go ahead and do that wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow along because that is the thing that really boosts us in the charts that allows this podcast to get in the hands of more incredible humans. Thank you so much for being here. Have the most amazing day ahead and I'll be back with you next week.